Guys, thank you very much for listening to the Photography Bar podcast. If you enjoy the show, please make sure to support us by subscribing to our YouTube channel. And you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok, as well as our Patreon, all of which will be linked in the show notes. Please leave us a five star review on your favorite podcast app, such as Spotify and Apple Podcast. And with all that said, let's head to the bar. Well, yes, hello. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about headshot photographers. Are your days numbered? Should photographers be able to refuse their services to anyone they feel they don't want to work with? And Peter Morgan drops in later from Tech Photogs uh, to chat about portable drives and workflows. But before all about that, how are you, Mr. Assi? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Mark. Um, Are you okay? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Got a busy week ahead, haven't we? But we definitely have. Yeah, sitting here on a beautiful sunny morning, uh, recording yeah. this show. So, uh, which bodes well. Um, but I think that weather's due to change. Uh, yes, we are going to be in the process of uh, probably, sh- well, literally shooting thousands of people during the during next week, aren't we, Mark? Um, yeah. And I think if you take everybody into consideration, you're we're probably. I don't know. Is it we're probably hitting about 30,000 people possibly coming through the doors over all of the events, uh, all of the places that we're at? So I feel I'm doing a bit of a national tour next week. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. So it's what Staffordshire. Uh, yes, yeah. so I'll be heading up to Staffordshire on Sunday for Monday, Tuesday, and then I'm yeah. off to York for Wednesday, Thursday, and then I'm in Rotherham on Friday, and then back home. That's right. Yeah, we follow the same schedule, except I'm not doing Rotherham. I'll be heading to Northampton and then back to Bedford. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are uh, a little bit all over the place, but we've got to have our heads screwed on right for next week, and it's all to do Absolutely. with preparation because uh, we've got we've got it all going on now. Yeah, Mark. It, yes. We may we are very busy as we're saying we're going to yep. you know we're going to be out you know doing all these jobs that we've got to do, but there is very we could very well find in the future that we may not need to actually go out and be doing all those shoots. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Well, very recently I've been getting lots of social media messages uh, about headshots, and where you don't actually need a photographer for your headshot anymore, but they're AI created headshots. Um, let me read you one of the companies from their website. What they actually say, they've got a, um, they've got their uh, title which says premium headshots for professionals, fully virtual, infinite retouches, precision curated and managed by real photographers. And it says try it now, and it's starting at thirty nine dollars. Um, per person for they having a special offer at 29 not 25 29 dollars say $30 for a limited time about 25 quid Mm. 25 30 quid something like that and it says elevate your team's image with dozens of styles to pick from choose from custom design styles crafted by our expert photographers touch-up artists and cutting edge ai technology all images are expertly lit and captured with breathtaking detail and do you know what, Mark? You know, if the website is anything to go by, it's staggering. It really yeah. is. Because I mean, you've mentioned a load of things there. Sorry, just to, to, to come mm. in here. You mentioned a load of things there. But what does all that mean? I mean, to me, that does sound a lot of blurb. Um, you know, cutting edge photographers have done this and, mm. you know, or, or you know, what what exactly is okay. it? Is anyone actually taking your photo or yeah. is it? Is it? Okay. What is it? Sure. It's okay. So let me break it down uh, in something that's gonna that, that's going to make sense. And in other words, I'll go through the actual process. So headshots are a big thing. Um, people want headshot for LinkedIn. They'll use it for their website. You know, the word headshot now is used more than ever before. From our, you know, from what I can remember. Mm. And um, and so and it's very very important to some people that you know getting the right headshot. You know, uh, you're what you're doing with that headshot. You're you're putting yourself forward. You want to come across as yeah. Do you want to be serious? Do you want to be corporate? Do you want to be seen as hey, look, you know, I'm like a friendly person. I've got a great smile. All of that. What you wear is very important. And I now, you know, and now more than ever, there are specialist headshot photographers. 
you know, mm. and um, and some of the stuff that I see photographers that what they shoot with the headshots that they do look really really good. But the way this works is that it basically says it's the you know um, this is the ultimate solution for professional headshots. And it says upgrade your image in under five minutes of setup without the hassle of a traditional photo shoot. It's, you know, this is the worrying bit for photographers mm, mm. because this is so good. So step one, it says upload phone selfies. It says these ah, can be right. these okay. can be existing selfies from your phone, or you can take ones new ones upon submitting. Now, before you sort of think ah, phone selfie, okay. Then it says step two. So you take a picture on your phone, upload it. Then it says choose a photography style. It says pick from one of our gorgeous stars curated by our professional photographers. Each star carries a unique lighting setup, background, and aesthetic. Step three, use your headshot. It says select your favorite from 50-plus headshot options we provide. Our team will continue providing touch-ups until you are satisfied. So what you do is you send a picture of yourself, and they've given examples on the website and uh, of pictures that people have taken on their phones, and they're just your everyday pictures. Mark, they're not, they're not being lit properly. They're not necessarily people have just sent a a, a headshot of themselves not even against right. a not even against a plain white background here and when you see the final result because what they do is is they they've got different backgrounds so you get an image and they put it onto different backgrounds but they make you look different in 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 every single image they change so they what, change the lighting on the face i they mean change so for the, example if you want rembrandt lighting they can do rembrandt lighting if if you can you know you you want to be uh, in front of a desert island or something like that they can do that or yeah, yeah. so they can do all of that just they, from they can, yeah uh, and, they can change. they improve the the, the photo yeah. of, from from the actual camera because yeah. generally iPhone photos or Samsung photos or whatever they're, they're yeah. not the best. It, you know, if you saw this, Mark, it you'd be staggered at this. Okay, it's a two day turnaround. They have a vast. It says variety of premium styles, dozens of unique styles to choose from, ranging from natural lit to white studio. And it says studio. Uh, it says uh, this place is a world class virtual photography studio that uses a custom AI to create incredible photo real portraits from a collection of selfies no need to ever enter the studio in person it says one of our our team of veteran photographers curates and touches up final results so that you know you're always getting the best i don't know how they're doing this because when they when you look at the images obviously it's ai it, it's been done by that hmm. but the the what they produce looks so different to your selfies that you're sending in you look at the same person okay so let's get this right you don't look like a different person right okay, okay. It, it looks like you but they but yet they're changing the whole image and the whole feel and the whole background it looks your the final result looks like a high-end headshot mm. beautifully lit by a photographer and I really do think, you know, we've spoken about this on, on, on the show many times. Oh, is this the end of photography? All of that, you know, AI is taking over and everything. Mm. This is the first time that I've really seen something that could possibly affect your everyday headshot photographers. You know, a yeah. company, you know, a company comes to you and they say, Hey, look, we've got, you know, 10 members of staff here. We've got 50, we've got hundred. We need headshots. You know, it's a no brainer to use something like this. You know, um, well, uh, certainly would be cheaper, um, considerably and, cheaper and yeah. quicker, and a I mean, lot I, less hassle. I guess, yeah. I mean, that the, the AI thing. I mean, it, it's it. I guess any computer sort of. And, and I'm sorry, I'm trying to get my words out here, but I guess it's it's really stuff that is more sort of technically based than than creatively based. I'm guessing. So that's the where AI is really going to sort of make an impact in the photography industry. So, for example, you know, headshots they generally have uh, specifics that are going to remain the same. So it's going to be head and shoulders. They're going to be looking at the camera. So whatever headshot you do, generally they're mm. going to be looking at the camera, and it's going to be headshot. So that's something that AI can do. It knows mm. it needs to be that. It needs to be those 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 parameters as it were yeah. and then yes you can load things in okay this is what rembrandt lighting looks like this is what butterfly lighting looks like and it can make these effects because you do get ai systems now that can you know upscale in your images off the web and make mm. them so you can print them poster size or something like that you can get those systems now yeah um so that's you know so i guess that's what they do with the uh the pixelation or whatever it is from from the smartphone 
Yeah. So and, and that's can... how it works. Yeah. But the one thing I will just say, though, the one thing I will just say, uh, and this is, I don't mean, the reason I'm trying to say this as politely as I can, because I don't mean any disrespect to head photographers, because it is obviously a skill, but there is a certain type of automation that can happen with a headshot. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Most yeah. people, you know, it's like a path. In, a bit like a passport shoot, you know, you know, it's going to be a white background, you know, it's going to be head and shoulders, you know, you've got to fit in these parameters. So yes, you know, it's no, no, no wonder AI can take over from that, but yeah. it is very different to, you know, doing what I do, for example, with family photography, having to reason with a two-year-old to make sure mm. that they do what they want to do so I can take the photo or mm. like what you do with wedding photography, you know, you, you got to organize everyone, put people into groups, same with um, graduation photography. You've got, mm. you know, if you've got 13 people in a family who want to have a picture, you've got to make sure that you can position them right. AI can't do that. <laughs> you know, uh, AI can't, um, mm. you know, interact with people to get the photos. So, no. Yes, I think certain elements of the photography industry will have issues. Yeah. Uh, headshot photography may be one of those. Yeah. I guess maybe product photography in some respects might oh. have that issue as well. Because, yes, there is an element of creativity, but there's not a, an element of interaction. No. You know? but I've, yeah. I mean, I've heard uh, about how product photography at the moment, that, that you know, it's it's not great with the AI, AI at the moment, um, but they're really developing that because, you know, you, you, you'll have a product, you know, you work for a company, you've got a product and the way it's going is that, you know, you won't ever need a photographer to photograph that product because yeah. it, it will, it will do it for you, but to just take it on your phone and yeah. it will change it because the example of I'm seeing there's a picture of a guy here again, headshot. Okay. So, so someone's taken a, a photo of this guy on their phone and it's just it's just face on um top of the head um to just below shoulder level okay and yeah. it, it they've taken it outside and you can see the street behind now what ai has done it's taken that head and it's given you an example of it's put his head on and shown his new headshot as a doctor so what it's done in his original image on his phone it's been taken with him wearing a, a, a gray t-shirt doesn't matter what t-shirt it is yeah, just now they've done a doctor and on that doctor he's now wearing a white shirt a blue tie a doctor's uh, a lab coat he's got a stethoscope around his neck mm. and he's standing in a lab the next one is formal okay he's standing outside somewhere uh, just a, a blurred background and he's wearing a black shirt and a gray sports jacket with a top pocket he's then the next one is sporty he's in a gym and he's wearing a vest and his body looks you know pretty good it's just the same head and shoulders got classy who's standing so, in a bar yeah. then he's a chef in another one and an yeah. engineer it's an engineer but that can be done because that the actual picture's not changed has it you know it's just no. that head and shoulders of him and mm. you know the amount of times that these are all on our phones isn't it mm. you know yeah. you get these things on your phone where you yeah. can have silly things coming out your head or you you know yeah. lots of people you know, i know there was a phase wasn't it? i saw it on instagram all the time we have a it's normally the girls I have to say with hearts or round yeah. the head or bunny yes. ears or something yeah. like that i mean it's just a and the next step from that yeah. i guess it but is because the general photo there's no movement in the photo it yeah you can do that. Yeah, you know I mean? this is a step on from what you can do on your own uh, on a phone because the yeah. image is it is edited. It, it's far it, it's more carefully edited, but it's edited in a way where it looks like you've been to a photographer. You wouldn't think, oh, that's you know, oh, someone's they've taken all the bags out my eyes and the wrinkles, and it's so far removed from what I really look like. That's not what this mm. is. This is genuine. This really does look. I mean, I'm just going by the, the samples that they've got. You know what it is in reality is really. You know, I think we'll get in touch with these guys and and uh, and and see what they say and even get somebody onto the show. But. Mm. Uh, you know, this is definitely the way things are moving forward, Mark. Um, and we see that since COVID, you know, it's it's that thing of, you know, we, you know, the, the number of meetings now that we do via Zoom or Teams now, um, you know, how our work is shared online now and people are becoming more and more tech savvy than they ever were before. Mm. Um, and they're aware of all of this stuff. And you know, photographers. You know, I do, photographers will always be needed, but in a in a different format to the way they are. But if you are a headshot photographer, and you really do market yourself, and you really specialise as a headshot photographer, yeah, I'd I'd 
I'd be a little bit concerned. I really would. Well, same with product photographers, I guess, because this yeah, is definitely. going that way too. I mean, mm. I guess we've got a long way to go before this becomes an absolute issue for people, but it's on the way. Mm. Um, yeah. And, yeah. you know, maybe now's the time to, you know, use that, use that time to add more strings to your bow, you know, um, mm. maybe sort of start doing things which are more interactive with people. That's the sort of thing AI can't touch. AI can't touch that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? AI can't make uh, it. Well, like I said before, I don't want to repeat myself, but um, you know, AI can't interact with people like humans can, mm. uh, especially with children and older people and, mm. you know, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so yeah. Anyway, I think it's probably, um, it's probably time for a drink. I believe it's my round this time. So I'll, uh, I'll get that sorted. You'll get the next ones. Um, okay. Let's go. Right then, Cam. So, um, have you ever thought about refusing a client before? So someone comes up to you, maybe you don't like the cut of his jib or her jib, or they've said something to you that you found quite offensive and just gone, you know what? I don't want to work with you. Um, um Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and have you actually gone through with that or have you just bitten your tongue and taken the money? No, I, I did. I did actually do the job. In fact, it was a wedding. If I've never, it's never happened to commercial clients, but it happened with a wedding where we had somebody who had contacted us who wanted a wedding video. And he was, the guy that contacted us was paying for it as a present um, for the bride and groom. Um, now he wasn't a videographer, but he suddenly became, but he suddenly thought he was a filmmaker and we gave him a price and he came back with a hundred questions and how he wanted this filming, how he wanted certain things filming. I actually sent him an email back saying that we weren't the right people for him. It, what he wanted wasn't what we do. We're very adaptable. We film in our own, uh, a certain style, but we can always do things however the customer wants. But this was going too far because I knew what was going to happen was in that we were going to produce a perfectly good video but he was going to complain about it. In other words, he mm. would never have been happy with regardless of what we do. He would not have been happy with, with what we would have produced. Mm. And, um, and uh, so I said to him, just, you know, we're not going to be able to do it. You know, we, I, I'd prefer you to use somebody else. And he didn't like that. And uh, he then came back to me and saying, look, let me sort of clarify. Here's what I'm looking for. It's not too far different from what you say. Anyway, we ended up doing it. Yeah. And it, and to frankly, it was a bit of a nightmare on the day because he was yeah. directing us on the day and I couldn't concentrate on what we were mm. doing. It was a bit of a funny story at the end of it because mm. the bride and groom really liked the video. Um, but he he didn't. Do what, it. Well, what happened? <laughs> what happened was he sent an email and his message crossed at the same time mm. that the couple sent me an email purely by coincidence. And um, they said to me they were really happy with it. Thank me very much. He in his email that um, there's a few things that the bride and groom would like changing. <laughs> so, <laughs> and these emails came to us within two minutes of one another. Yeah. Okay. And uh, anyway, uh, so yes, that was the only time I said that I, I didn't, you know, I, I think mm. you should find somebody else. I mean, but... I think that that's really down to sort of working. There's no sort of ethical reason why you wouldn't want to work with that person. No, not, Just no. that he was, being a bit of a pain in the bum, basically. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to disappoint him. I didn't want to disappoint yeah, no, I get him. That. You know, I wanted to give him what he wanted, but at the same mm. time, he, what some of the things that he was asking for weren't actually realistic. Well, the reason I ask is because I, I was reading about this. I, I was reading an article on F stoppers. You know, I like F stoppers, right? Um, so I was reading this article on it, and it's, it's and it's something that happened in America, of course. Um, and um, basically. Um, a photographer um now his name is a strange name actually his his name is bob that's quite obvious that's, that's a normal name bob up to grove to grove yeah up to grove i've not heard that surname before but anyway so basically um it's a photographer in virginia who refused to shoot a wedding um uh, for a couple purely because this couple were it was a same-sex marriage basically so i think mr up to grove is rather religious and he um he he doesn't 
well uh you know he 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 doesn't believe so he believed that marriage is meant to be a unique and sacrificial relationship between one man and one woman um uh, that points to people that points people to Jesus Christ uh sacrificial co- covenant with the church so um yeah i mean i i'm not overly au fait with that uh, to be honest really i i don't particularly um sort of yeah I don't agree with that particular statement because I, I, I'll, I'll photograph anyone who's getting married. I don't have any particular religious beliefs, I guess. Um, but um, I uh, so I would, basically I would have, he refused. He refused yeah. that uh, to, to to do it, and I think this couple has taken him to court. And Bob Updegrove has actually won. Now, as much as I don't like what Bob Updegrove did, I don't like the fact he refused um to to his services because of Mm. their sexuality i don't like that however i do think this is probably the right conclusion i think people photographers should have the right to say no i don't want to work with you even if i think his reasoning is is deplorable and the reasons are deplorable you i still think people should have the right to say no i'm not going to work with you Mm. and just to put it into a different uh frame uh text frame right if you know and and i'm not saying this is any correlation between these people at all right but let's say um you know someone who you you had views who you disagreed with it could be anything right so let's say uh, a racist faction wanted you to to take their photographs and you were like actually i'm I'm not comfortable with this no Mm. i I think you need to find somebody else i don't think there'd be any uproar Mm. with the general media, or whatever, because mm. actually lots of people go. Actually, I wouldn't want to do that too. But because obviously this is part of the LG, uh, the LGBTQ community, mm. and you know, it's it seems like an abhorrent view that Bob Updegrove has. That's why there's an uproar. But actually, the decision is still the same. The decision is someone has refused to work with someone because they don't agree with whatever it is that they that they're about. Does that make sense? It, yeah, it does. It makes yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I want to pick up on a couple of things there, yeah. uh, Mark. First of all, we could very easily move this to a religious conversation, couldn't we? Yes, I okay. don't want to do that. No, we don't. We don't want to do that. But the thing is, is is what 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 has happened to what happened to love thy neighbor? What has happened to being a good Christian and being understanding and and that mm. type of thing? Okay, so that's probably as far as deep as is is. Um, into the religious aspect, I want to, I want to get because I don't uh, just want to pick on the Christianity. There's a few no, religions who have no. this issue as well. Exactly, the that's not, right. Yeah, but 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 I do believe that I, you know, you know, is is there a is there a religion that anywhere that says you should discriminate against others? Because if there is a religion that says you should discriminate against a certain other type of people, then is that religion worth believing in in any way? Well, okay? that's I, a very now, difficult thing to say because I think. A lot yeah. of religions have this issue, so uh, yeah. they do discriminate. But anyway, uh, let's bring it back, right? Yeah, let's, let's bring, bring it, it back. back to the photography aspect of it and as photographers. So he says, okay, which I don't agree with here, mm. like any other artist, I want to create photography that I believe in. Okay. And then he says, I believe that marriage is meant to be a unique and sacrificial relationship. Okay. So forget the yeah. fact that it's a wedding and that. But he says, like any other artist, I want to create photography that I believe in. Now you see that to me, I, 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 I don't believe that every single artist out there ever, whatever form of art they're doing, have always created art, um, whether it's photography or painting, whatever, in something that they believe in. Because when you are working in the commercial world, you give the customer what they want, even if you mm. don't like it, even if you don't believe in it, even if you think. Nah, I you know I, I I don't get it, but you know what? It's what they wanted. You know, oh God, I hate that picture, but it's what the mm. customer wanted. Yeah. So I'm not creating photography there that I believe in. Mm. Okay. So I think that that first of all sort of sprung out to me when I when I sort of when I when I when I read read the article because that's poppycock. Right? Yeah. No, it <laughs> yeah. is. It absolutely is because I mean. You know, we were you talking know, we, about product photography earlier on. I know you do yeah. so. I mean, you know, that you might have to take a photograph of a bottle of whiskey that you don't particularly like. Well, I might be, I might not be, I might not be a drinker. Yeah. I might be anti-alcohol. I might be an alcoholic. Okay, ah, so... but, but that's an interesting, that's an interesting right. one because if you were anti-alcohol, mm. 
and you you refuse to do let's say you were an well, i mean you are a very good product photographer but let's say you were the best most renowned product photographer in the whole wide world and mm. everybody and their dog wanted you to take their photographs of their products right and yeah. let's say jack daniels wanted to do it and because you don't you're you're not um and you don't drink and you think maybe alcohol is a is a bad thing and we shouldn't be promoting alcohol and you yeah. quite categorically said no because i don't believe we should be promoting alcohol mm. you have the right to say no don't you you do however the one thing i would say about that is let's just say that uh you know it's it, it, it let's just say it's a ten thousand pound contract or something that you've got are you then going to are you then going to turn that away um are you You might do if you feel strongly about it right if you feel strongly about it but the thing is is like how how far do you take that if you can afford to say hey i'm not going to do that and then fine happy days right you know if you Mm. can if you can actually afford financially to say nope i'm not going to do it that's fine but if you if you're turning work away when you can't afford to because of your principles then that's a different thing well some might disagree i know yeah some might disagree i mean i guess the difference as well with this is if you said no to jack daniels jack daniels wouldn't turn around and sue you for mm. not for not doing it which is why what, no. which is what's happened here this couple's yeah. obviously gone i've taken exception to that this is discrimination we're going to take this to court mm. um where and I know it's a different thing. I know one is about discrimination of people, but it's still the photographer has the beliefs, whether you agree with those beliefs or not. And I don't agree with that person that the the photographer's beliefs. I mean, I, I mean, really, I mean, really, but, could, could he have not just said that he was fully booked? I mean, well, that, I, that did cross I, my mind as well. I, yeah. He said, "Look, I'm just not available." Okay, that's why. I mean, is this a little ploy? Okay, is this a little bit? Is little is this a little bit of free advertising? Well, okay, because be. maybe because, I mentioned his name, right? Because you know, there's going to be a lot of people out there who are, you know, uh, against same-sex couples. And again, that's the photographer that I, you yeah, know, that's, that's the photographer, the photographer that for me. I want to use. You know, hey, yeah. look, we're using, you know, we're we're using this photographer who is uh, who 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 has got the same principles as yeah. us. You know, this I could mean, be he could nice... have done. He absolutely could have done. But then I guess he would say, "Why should I? Yeah. I should be able to say no. I I don't believe in saying, you know, do you know what I mean? He he should be." Able... His point would be, well, no, I, I can, I can completely legitimately say this is my beliefs, and I, and I don't have to hide it. Yeah, it says, you know, he he claims his work qualifies as a personal creative expression, mm. protected by the constitution. Now, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what that means, but if he says claims his work qualifies as a personal creative expression, well, does it? Is it really a personal creative expression? Because you're guided very much about what uh, by the wedding that you're actually shooting, you know. Yeah, uh, I guess. You know, so I think I think there's a lot of uh, there's 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 a a lot of flaws in all of this. Um, I've not said whether I think you know you were saying that the right decision was made. I don't know enough about the case to be able to say either way, other than what we're reading. Mm. Just saying that I think it's just it's just all a bit flawed and it's treading dangerous ground or dodgy ground. Yeah, I think it's about the right of a business to refuse a client. I I think no matter who the client is, no matter what it is. I I think I mean I I think it's don't get me wrong I think it's morally wrong I mm. I think you know it's it's always the same with this freedom of speech yes I have the right to say what I want to say but you also mm. should think should I say it and mm. I guess that's the same with this you yeah. know I I agree he that, that the photographer has the right to say no because mm. I disagree with your lifestyle or whatever yeah. it doesn't mean I agree with that guy's point of view because I really don't yeah um, and it's probably a lot better photographers out there that will do a much better job than the mm. bob love to grove whatever his name is yeah. um now here's a i just wanted to say another thing because i was looking through some of the comments here and somebody says well you know um would you refuse to do um you know the, say the the job for if it was a pedophile now ah, okay yeah. right now this is interesting because it's a pedophile okay so you can say I'm not going to do it because this person is a paedophile. Now that that person, you're you're saying that on the grounds that this pro this person is breaking the law. This well, yeah. this, per, this person is doing no good. Yeah. But a couple who are in a same sex marriage might might be the most upstanding citizens. Might mm. be good people. Okay, so there's no need to discriminate 
against them. But then yes. this guy's probably thinking, well, you know, the Bible says, you know, um, what what it actually says, and that's the law that I'm governed by. You know, it's uh, well, yeah. Know, it, 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 when it comes to it, as far as discrimination is concerned, you know, um, anyone that discriminates against anyone, um, if in, in my opinion, is not some is not something that I particularly want to no, relate no, with, no, especially no, if they're discriminating because there's good and bad in in all sorts of people you know somebody might discriminate against somebody because of their religious beliefs but that's wrong to discriminate against somebody about their religious belief but mm. if but if you're discriminating because that person is a pedophile then that's a different thing mm. oh, this well, is really dodgy ground this is well, well, well it is yeah <laughs> i have to say uh as soon as you say yeah that the pedophile thing it probably isn't the right comparison because mm. pedophilia is illegal <laughs> and, mm. and yeah. thank heavens um you know being being gay is not illegal mm. anymore which is you know it should never have been in the first place obviously yeah. Um, yeah i mean i mean if a drug dealer came you know if you knew that this was a drug dealer then you can sort of turn around and say well actually you know i'm not going to do that i'm not i'm not going to do it you know yeah. um I, I don't care if this this but this person is gay or straight doesn't really bother me it doesn't matter to me what those person's religious mm. beliefs are but he's a drug dealer and he's well known yeah. i'm not going to do it yeah, that's a different should, thing. And you should, yeah, but you should have the yeah, you should have the right to say that. Um, mm. I guess. It, I mean, I he mean, should have just yeah, said he was fully booked. As I said, he that's what he should have said. Unavailable. I, yeah, and it, and and that would have been it would have been a would have saved story. himself a lot of issues. Yeah, that's right. Obviously, yeah. he probably believed that he doesn't need to do that you know it also do to do with where he lives it could be very much you know it is america i don't know really enough about america and certain places but virginia you know um is, you know is it particularly religious it could be the people might that be. he surrounds himself with might be you know uh it, it's also it, it you know so he's obviously dictated to or influenced rather by you know his surroundings as well so yeah, no absolutely you know, yeah. so yeah it's, it's a tricky one it is a tricky yeah. one yeah um but yeah, just yeah. just go somewhere else if someone says no to you because you, you know <laughs> exactly. just 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 go somewhere else because at the end of the day also customers have the right to choose who they want to have their photographer you know who their photographer is um, yeah so I think it yeah. can I think it should work both ways to be honest but um, yeah you know just just go um, there's a there's probably a lot better photographers out there than this guy <laughs> yeah exactly that's right yeah Good okay stuff. right then um, right I think Peter's going to join us soon I think so yeah. Should we grab a drink and then uh, we'll get Peter in? Okay. Right then. So, yeah. Um, so we're back here. And uh, once again, we are joined by Peter Morgan from uh, Tech for Talks. And um, we've got some tech questions to ask, haven't we, Cam? We have, yeah. Um, hi, Peter. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we've had you on now for uh, a couple of um, couple of the shows. And we we're talking about all tech stuff and tech questions, stuff that's really important to photographers, whether they're hobbyists or, you know, working professionals. Um, you know, we've spoken about, um, you know, how long people should keep their files backed up for, um, you know, know uh we've spoken about different backing up options of work we've spoken about mac versus pc these are all things that you know that are important to us now what i wanted to talk about mainly was today was about uh, external drives and portable drives because when it comes to backing up work um I back up my work on a range of different portable drives. So I have these small portable drives. I think they're all Seagate drives, um, little sort of um, palm size handheld uh, drives um, that I'll go and buy and I'll keep two or three in my bag. I've got, I've got them dotted about everywhere. So I carry those around with me easily enough. And then I've also got some of the bigger portable drives. So sort of say portable drive, desktop drives, external drives that plug in into the mains. Okay, and they both, um, the ones that I've got that plug in into the mains are both 12 terabyte ones. And I still use those as portable drives. I keep one plugged in, plugged in here at my office, which is the 12 terabyte drive. And I keep one at home and I bring in the one from home to copy what I've got on my office drive. And then I take it back home with me. So I don't like the fact that I plug it in and out of the mains. It's probably not a good thing to do, but I don't do that all the time. So when it comes to these portable drives, what's apart from, I guess, the file size that they can actually store in size, what's the main difference and the main benefits of these small portable drives that you that are that you can hold in your hand compared to the bigger ones that you would plug in? I think portability is key, to be honest. First of all, thanks for having me back on. 
Um, no worries. You know, no and worries. thanks for inviting me to the bar, right? You know, <laughs> um, I think portability is key. And what we're really talking about here is making sure that things are backed up. So, mm. you know, you can, any type of backup is better than no backup. You know, yeah. uh, the cost, cost implications of these smaller drives you know you can buy a four terabyte drive for about 150 quid now you know yeah. which you can store yeah. all you store all your work on the mm -hmm. downside of them being that it's one copy if you lose the drive yeah. you know if you lose the drive if the drive data on the drive gets damaged you know that's so you need to buy two basically yeah. I mean, and that's, that's what i do on. every time my drive runs low <laughs> And I know it's coming and they're all backed up. And right, I've got to buy two more drives. One just mirrors the other, basically. Yeah, that's right. And then once those cost implications start going up, you're then now looking at, okay, so I've got two drives. So have I got to copy the data from one onto one and then from one onto another? Okay, so there's a time implication to that. Okay. Mm. You know, and then it's a case of well, where does one go? Have I got to take that drive somewhere? So then mm. you start looking at things like, well, if I'm going to spend £350 on two drives, is it not worth me looking at um, a, a NAS drive? We spoke yeah. about NAS drives before. Is yeah. it not worth me looking at something like that? So, uh, and what are the implications of using that? and then integrating that with a cloud-based backup. Mm. So I think the key thing is that every photographer works differently. There's no one solution to fit all. It just doesn't exist because mm. we all have different ways of working, different workflows, and, you know, we'll have different times of the day where we can do our admin, uh, you know, when we can, how much do we understand how much um, uh, how much work does it take to ensure that something is backed up? Is it something yeah. that we can do and automate? If it's mm. automated, you know, how do we check that things are backed up? It's yeah. not, you know, it's not, you know, good enough uh, to um, to assume. Um, my dad always used to say, assumption is the mother of all. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and and, yeah. and but quite rightly so. You know, you assume yeah. something's going to be backed up using your two drives, <laughs> then you come to find out, yeah, mm. those files gone. Yeah, and then, I, and then you know, you know, I and I think, be... sorry. Uh, sorry, go on. I, I would, I was going to say, I wouldn't mention it if it hadn't happened to me, mm. I, you know, and 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 still continues to happen to me much less so now because i'm much more prepared but the other day for example i went to go and retrieve some data off a card uh, that i'd used uh, an sd card that was in one of the cameras and when i pulled it out it, it caught on the camera and and the clip snapped and it just stopped i couldn't mm -hmm. get it to work if i hadn't had another backup or another two backups in this case that data would have been yeah you'd have been screwed basically yeah yeah, yeah. The, other, the other thing i've I, and, and i've come across this is where there are photographers and it sounds crazy uh but i don't think they're even aware that portable drives even exist they just store everything on their hard drive of their on the computer their desktop yeah and that's it it's and you know then they're wondering why the computer's slowing down and you know, and all of that. I can testify some, some... that that's definitely the case. But you know, yeah. if you, but you know, what? I I know this because if photographers have gone out and bought a PC or a laptop, and said, "Oh yeah, but I've got a terabyte of space here. I can store everything on here." It's like, no, don't do that. Well, one of the things I mean, you we know. were talking about expense when it comes to buying Max. Um, you know, the the laptop that I picked had didn't have a particularly big hard drive because I don't need it because um, everything is going to be on a portable hard drive. I mm. don't store anything of any really importance on my hard drive. Mm. Um, so that actually saved me a few Bob as well, because yeah. I didn't go for the, 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 the bigger, the bigger hard drive. So That's right, yeah. And, you I know, guess you're and... forcing yourself to, you're forcing yourself to move that data from the hard drive. You mm. know, it, when you've you got no yeah. choice, 
you know, that's the only choice, right? Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, you know, you want your desktop or your laptop to be working as quickly and as efficiently as possible. And obviously, the more stuff that you've got stored on your laptop, if you've got files and stuff stored on your laptop or your PC on your drive, you know, uh, you know, that's going to naturally slow everything down, you know, yeah. so get rid of it all. And that's, you know, so, and I think that's, that's a big thing that people do actually miss they forget about that they just store everything on onto their hard drive onto their computer hard drive uh and so these these portable drives and you know plug-in mains drives are really important however you know i've fallen foul of this several times you know so i've had so many drives that fail portable drives that have failed but i've always got backups of those yeah. none of those are 100 percent reliable you know and yeah. um it, when i which i find really frustrating i think i actually think they should be a lot more reliable than they are so don't back everything up on one yeah. portable drive and think yeah. I've got everything backed up. I'm safe because that portable drive, the next time you plug it in, may not may not, not work. pick up. Yeah. It may not one work. One of the yeah. important things, one of the important things that you just mentioned was about storing all the. Sorry to come back to this, but it, it's quite mm. an important point. Um, is storing everything on your internal drive, you know, and people do say to me, well, I've got a terabyte worth of space. Why wouldn't I store it mm. on mm. there? You have to think of your computer system being like a library and all the files and photographs and music are like books in that library. Imagine mm. you walk into your local library and you've got a thousand books in your mobile library. It's going to be significantly quicker for you to find the book that you want, okay, then if you walk into the National Library Archive and there's a 10 million books in there, yeah, you'll be like, how the heck am I going to find what I want? You mm. know, computers work in a much similar way in that the fuller that your hard drive becomes, the more difficult it is to retrieve the files that you want quicker. And mm. you can actually get to the point where if your hard drive becomes too full, it won't boot up. Mm -hmm. it exactly, boot that's up. right. Yeah, you know. Yes. And the the other thing is, is again, I mentioned it on. Um, uh, I've started to mention it sort of recently because I've been in the process of doing it. Is about the businesses going more and more paperless. Mm -hmm. So yeah. when it comes to anything to do with Word documents or any spreadsheets or any sort of admin stuff, shall we say? then basically what we've been doing is we've been shifting that all over to Google drive. We've been shifting it. You know, we've, we've been using Dropbox for ages as well. Mm. So, so anything apart from images now, we have all of that backed up. Um, and the other great thing is, is, you know, if uh, Mark, if you know, if we're going out to do a shoot and there's just me and you involved, or there could be four or five of us involved, there could be 15 of us involved in a mm. shoot. I now set up a spreadsheet that we can all access that has got details of that job. And, that acts, and, and that's on Google Drive. So everybody mm. can access that spreadsheet and everyone can see here's where the shoot is. Here's, here's where we've got to be. Here's the hotel information we're going to be staying at. Here's, you know, the, the, the time that we've got to be on site everyone has access to all of this and it's and it means that we don't have paper trails you know everything you know we can go back and see and everyone can comment and everyone can make a comment on a spreadsheet and we can all see yeah. it these are all things to do with sort of making sure that your work is backed up somewhere else exactly yeah. and when you look at kind of portable drives and the reliability of them just exactly like you were saying, you are relying on a piece of moving equipment, less so with solid state drives or SSDs, yeah. because they are like a flash memory stick. There's no mm. moving parts in there. It's all, you know, it's a, there's less things to physically uh, damage if it gets dropped. Yeah. Whereas a traditional SATA or the, the disk type hard drives normally found in desktop drives as well mm. if that's um dropped um it's going to cost you a lot of money just as, a, as an example um so i had a uh, one of my clients had a disc that she dropped down the stairs with a hard drive she was working upstairs took a laptop downstairs carried the hard drive in her hand dropped it out of her hand bounced all the way down the stairs and it's the the bill that she got for recovery was six six hundred and eighty pounds mm. uh, and that's yeah rebuild the hard drive uh in a uh, hermetically sealed room 
because you yeah. can't get dust in these things. Yeah, you yeah. Um, rebuild it, replace the broken parts in the hard drive, and then copy the contents of the old broken drive across to a newer drive. Mm. But, you know, because you have to rebuild the old hard drive mm. to make yeah. it work before you even transfer all the information over to a new hard drive. And what's the guarantee there after spending 680 quid that you get all your images back or all your files back? That's right, because whilst, you know, all the data can be recovered, if a, if there's a physical damage to a the surface of a hard drive disk, mm. you're not going to be able to recover the data on that. Yeah, it's like it's a dumb. record having a scratched groove, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, so think of it that way. So portable drives, I do love them for their portability, ease of use, and pricing. Mm. But the downside for me is the fact that they um, they do um, they are fallible. Yeah, uh, mm. you know, in, in that case. So, so have have to always back up your yes. back. Well, back up your your, your drive basically. That's always back correct. up. Yeah. And I think and especially it... look at backing up on site if you're a photographer, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah. So and when Mike it comes is... to backing up on site, then oh, sorry, Kat, did you want to ask? Well, a yeah, no. In actual fact, no. It's all relevant, actually, Mark, for what, what you're going to say. Actually, yeah. was like anything else. It's it. You know, there's good and bad. There's cheap versions. There's good versions and everything. You know, I know that uh, what I was going to say was. I see again because we work with so many different photographers. A number of times, I see photographers who put out a portable drive out of their bag, and it's not in a case. Mm. Uh, it's just the portable mm. drive. That's it. Um, and I was thinking, you know, you need it in one of those zip-up cases. Uh, you know, rugged, case rugged or something. Look rugged. That's right. Drives. Yeah. Or, or you, yeah, exactly. Is Mark's holding up there? Yeah, or well, you buy one of guys can't see, but yeah. Yeah, or you buy one of those drives that um, that Lacey make that have got um, the the rubber surround, you know, uh, yeah. around them, which are you know they sort they of are rugged. drop proof. Yeah, they, you know, yeah. drop cool when run. they are drop proof. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it's not something you want to put to the test either. But you know, know, I, I have to put it to a test. Well, Lacey they do, gave me one at the photography show, and they were like, "Yes, drop proof." So I said, oh, mm, "Thanks no. very much," and I just dropped it, and their faces dropped, and yeah. they were literally just like. Okay, let's just show you that we can get the data back yeah. off this, yeah. and it worked perfectly. I gotta okay. say, that's yeah. cool. But it's but, about being careful with them. It's about and, and and making sure that you spend good money on these as well. Yeah. You know, you can go to Amazon, you can find some real cheap stuff, mm. and you think, oh yeah, yeah I, I got this portable drive for, you know, thirty five pounds, yeah, or ten pounds <laughs> or something. Yeah. You know, whereas yeah. I spent you know one hundred and fifty on one. You know, it, it's it, it's how precious and it's how valuable yeah. that work is. How valuable that work is, and yeah. then obviously, you know, when you're carrying it about and you're going on site, Mark, this leads into what you were going to ask. Yeah. You know that you that, that you go. And as I said, I was out on a construction site last week, so you know, and I plugged, took the drive out of my bag, unzipped it, put it into the drive, and then put it back in afterwards. And you know, we had to be careful because where we were, we were in a field where there was a lot of uh, dust and a lot of muck mm. going around mm. everywhere and everything. So you have to be careful of things like that because these portable drives you can carry them out on site so mark mm. that probably leads into yeah i mean uh one of the things that me and cam we, we do pipe on about which we won't go into too much is the fact that you know if, if you're shooting a wedding or, or you're you know well whatever you're shooting really you should really be using a camera with two card slots so one's backing up the other i mean we we that's something that we we both massively agree on but backing up on site other than that i mean there are options i think aren't there yeah. Uh, so you know you're probably not going to have access to the cloud generally you can't rely on that um but there are some other devices out there aren't there that can be quite useful for you know backing up what's on your cards to another device just to just to basically cover your ass i guess yeah absolutely and and um you know lacy um at seagate uh, all of these, you know, the G drive, they all have options that are rugged. Um, mm. I use the lacy ones uh, for the simple reason that they just, they've, they've survived the test, really, mm. not just the photography show drop test, but, yeah. just, but just generally, you know, being dropped on a stone floor, you know, at a wedding yeah. venue when I'm typically trying to carry too much. 
mm. you know. So yes, but I think the the important thing is that you back up. So that might mean, as an example, if you're a wedding photographer during the wedding breakfast when the couple have sat down, maybe they've already done the speeches, maybe the speeches are coming up. You have a window of time there to sit down and edit maybe 20 or 30 pictures for the bride and groom, for the evening guests to be able to see. We mm. take that time to plug the cards uh, with the data on it into a backup drive. Now at the moment, mm. I'm using a Lacey BOSS system. BOSS stands for Backup Onset System. And it's basically an, one of those orange Lacey drives with a card reader built in. Ah, you, okay. When you now, the annoying thing is that Lacey have now discontinued this product. So oh. you're only going to find it if you find existing stock out there. And if you can find them, they're expensive, but possibly one of the best pieces of tech that I've bought for my photography business, besides obviously cameras. Mm. Yeah. Because you literally, you put the SD card in there. There's a button on the top of the device, which is all rubberized. You press the button and it says copy card. There's a little mm. screen on it that says copy card. You press the button again and it copies the contents of the card to the one terabyte drive inside. A 128 gig card will probably take just shy of a minute, minute and a half to copy the contents across so mm. that there's my backup. You know, already I've got two backups with me having two cards within the f cameras but there's a second so if somebody steals that camera which you know it's probably mm. more of a possibility in wales than anywhere else yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know uh you know <laughs> there are some places in england i'll, I'll be very careful where i'll leave my camera but yeah but i've lit i've had it before now where i've been at a venue i've put my i've put my um camera down turned around and one of the guests has decided to pick my camera up and i'm like you know we yeah, what are you doing what are you doing <laughs> you know yeah. so yeah you know they drop that or sort of mm. drunk guest drops mm. that um mm. and that's it those photographs mm. are gone so it's important that you back up now you don't necessarily need to go out and buy a um backup on set system which is quite expensive if you can find them anyway Incidentally, they also did another uh, version before this backup sunset system, which you might also be able to find called the DJI Copilot. Oh, yeah, I have one of those, yeah. yeah which yeah. had a two terabyte drive in it. Yeah, that's Instead right. Instead of being that iconic orange, it was grey. Yeah. Um, mm. They had a two terabyte drive, which was a SATA mm. drive, slightly slower than the um, solid state mm. drives that's in the newer BOSS system but worked in exactly the same way. Mm. You could even mm. plug your phone into it and it would act as a battery for your phone because there's a, ah, there's a mobile right, yeah. phone battery in it yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, And it yeah. connects to the app that comes with the device, mm. which allows you to then view the photographs that are on yeah. the device on mm. your mobile phone. Yeah, that was really That's good. Cool. I bought it, I think, not long after it first came out because I thought it answered the question. It was great. But mm. I had some. I just found it to be a little bit slow. It obviously moved on since then. Yeah. Um, and then I then there was an issue with folders and where it was putting images, and I wasn't quite sure. And I think I perhaps... It was. I was having to press the button. It wasn't quite responding, and I think they upgraded yeah. it. But I actually do need to take it out again. I think I might just update. I might just uh, put it back in firmware update and see if it works any better because I've just got it in in a in a, in a cupboard in uh, you know in my office here. So I will get that that back out they again. Are very now, good. Yeah. yeah. Now, th so th there's there's one thing I wanted to mention, and Mark, that was you mentioned it about the SD cards. You know, like you know when you go out and how important it is having backup slots. If you're a professional photographer, you should be working with a camera that's got two backup cards, two yeah. card slots with an overflow. Now, I don't want to talk about. We know the importance of that. We've mentioned yeah, that many we do. times. Okay, yeah. but there's one thing I just did want to mention about that and the SD cards. And Mark, it's something that you do that I would never do and i have never done and, <laughs> oh, you, feel, and you feel and, and you don't seem to have a problem with it okay and and that is is that when i when i go out on a shoot peter i don't know about you here okay if you agree with mark absolutely fine when i go out on a shoot i've got my cards in the cameras okay i will take my card out of the camera one at the end of the shoot put it into my plug it in wherever i'm going to um download it 
download download the card take the card back out of the card reader pop it back in the camera that's it i'm done with the card okay i'm, ne I'm all i'm going to do is carry on shooting on that card or in camera i will format that card i will delete everything and reformat that card when it gets yeah. full so i've got another clean card now, Mark, what you do is you actively use that card to create folders, don't you? And drag images. You use that uh, as a working SD card. Okay. Now, I, for me, I find that really yeah, but that's, I, No, because, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let, let, yeah. no, no, because I don't think you right. quite understand what I do here. Actually. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I do this, this is something I do in my studio. So, for example, if I've got say four or five shoots going on in my studio mm. what i do is i'll i'll always have a backup okay so the backup's mm. always there in my camera mm. yeah but after every shoot i will download them onto a hard drive okay now what i always then do is in when i when i plug in the hard drive when i plug the card into the hard drive yeah it comes up for me it's, it's a canon camera so you go into was it dcm or whatever yeah. it is and then it'll go 100 canon yeah you click on that and that's where all your photos are yeah well, what I do then, before I uh, put it onto my computer, yeah. what I'll do is I'll put the name, uh, I'll change that 100, that folder name from 100 Canon, whatever it is, to okay. the name of the client, the session number, uh, maybe the date, um, and then put that into a folder on my computer, which is also linked to that client. Okay. When it's downloaded, what I then do is I put that, because I've only used, if I'm using a 64 yeah. gigabyte card i haven't used the whole card right yeah um so i'll put that card back into the the camera and yeah. i'll use it for the next shoot now what that does as far as the camera is concerned because i've changed the directory name of that folder which is yeah. on the card the camera can't read it right so it's also a fail-safe check if if it says there's no image on there and i know there's images on there because you go to format and you can yeah. see the amount that's on the card yeah. right i know i've downloaded it Right. That makes sense. It does. So if I see is... images on the camera, that means, right, I need to, before I format this card, Yeah. I need to check and make sure right. I've, I've, I've downloaded it. If, if, if it says no image on there, because I've changed the directory, there are images yeah. on that card, but the right. camera can't read it. Then I know that I have downloaded it and I'm free to, to format the card. So it's just a little system that I have mm. to stop myself from deleting the wrong images. Right. Okay. Now that's fine. But you see, for me, I would never, I would never, yeah. just me, I yeah. would never do anything to an SD card. I would never rename a folder. I would not create new folders in an SD card. I would never do anything. I would take the SD card out of the camera, download it on the card reader, put the card back in, and I'm done with it. Okay. Peter, what do you think? I, I always think sure. that if you do anything on the SD card, anything like that, whether it might increase the chances of that card becoming corrupt or anything at all, anything. But like I have I think, a backup. Right. Yeah, but even still, you don't want you don't want that card to become a corrupt yeah. card. Now that's just me. You might somebody might say, "No, you're just being overly precious." And if that's the case, then that's fine. But, but yeah, so Peter, a couple what's, of things. Yeah, yeah, what's your take on that? So there's a couple of things to consider here as well. Um, the first is really that I don't think it's a bad idea to rename that folder, hmm. but don't then leave it on the card. Okay. Right. Um, you can rename the folder. You can drag it in. Personally, with my workflow, where I'm pulling stuff into the computer, I'll import into Lightroom, and it gets renamed. Then it gets mm. put into a folder, and it get the metadata saves the location, the the date, time, uh, which wedding it was, you know what. Uh, venue it was all of that gets stored within Lightroom anyway mm. um, storing stuff on cards um, is not necessarily a, a, a bad thing um, but once you start messing around with the folder structure sometimes it can affect uh, when you put it back into the camera mm. so it's like people who format their cards on their computer and put it in the camera mm. I never uh, do that. Yeah, no, I cards, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, cards should. I know a lot of people who've done it. Yeah, mm, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you always format the card on the device that you're using mm. it within, mm. right? So personal preference. I don't think it's a bad thing, you know. It, but I'm assuming there you're looking for folders. You're not looking in Lightroom for. Yeah, that yeah. that's correct. So, but basically, when I because. I, I tend to edit at home rather than yeah. at the studio. So 
um, or on a different device, whatever the the, the 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 computer I have in my in my studio is is quite an old one, but it is purely for showing images rather than working on images. Um, if that if that makes sense, yeah. so I, I'll I'll edit in a different place. So all I'm trying to do really is is download the folder. Mm, um, I understand, yeah, and yeah. put that on there. But mm. the other reason why I do it is is I if I because I don't format the card straight away. If there is an issue there, then I can go back to the card and re-download it. So sure. it's also a fail-safe mm. for that too. It, it, do you know mm. what I find is funny? Not uh, about this, but just is the way we all work differently. Mm. Yeah, and, yeah, and how that all it makes sense to all of us, right? Mm. You know. And like I might think, oh my gosh, that's crazy. But for you, that works. You know, cameras Makes looking sense at to you me. thinking, yeah. my God, what the hell is he doing? What's he doing, <laughs> right? But ultimately, because we've all adapted from different ways of working, you know, it's about how you make it work for yourself. Mm. And I think trying to change too much in one go it's like when you first go on a diet and you know, yeah. you've got to eat greens and you can do this and do that. Incremental mini changes. You know, when you steer in a ship to New York, you make incremental changes to get you there, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's the kind of way to mm. look at it, I would think, is look, yeah. if there is a better way of doing this that is going to work for you, then mm. look at that. But otherwise, mm. if it's working for you, then, then stay with it. The most important mm. thing is stuff is getting backed up at the end. Of yeah, that. well, that's yeah. it. I also yeah. think the other the, the other way where this came from is I've, I have worked in studios where other photographers are using the same card. Yeah. so it's always you know so you're, you're entrusting that the other photographer is going to do a, a good job or the photographer that's used the card before you yeah. so i know that if someone is downloaded and i'm get your own cards that, yeah <laughs> well if you're working i mean this is the time and i was working for a company and it, it wasn't yeah. my business you know what i mean yeah, of course. so you know i know that so when i picked up the camera and there was images there i'd be like Okay, other photographer, have you downloaded these images? Mm. Because I can see the images on the camera. Does that make yeah. sense? Yes, so. absolutely. Yeah, and then that comes back to again, you know, customizing your workflows so mm. that it works for you. And I was yeah. saying earlier, you know, that there's no one solution that kind of fits everything really. My mm. workflow is going to be different to Mark's, as it's going to be different to Cam's, you know, and ultimately that's, that's you know, there are fundamental things that are immovable. One is that you have to have a backup, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, that's the important thing, isn't it? Around that. That's you what know, it comes down to. Yeah. Around that, then it comes down to workflow, how you work. I know when I walk away from a wedding, I've got um, at least two, if not three copies of a, uh, a file because I am... I've got one on the card, I've got one on the orange Lacey Boss backup drive, and I've got one on the computer when I've imported all the pictures temporarily to create a slideshow for the bride and groom. Those mm. pictures, once they're backed up at home, they get deleted off that because I don't store anything on the Mac. Mm. They are specifically there to run the slideshow for the bride and groom so that the evening guests can get to see what's gone on during the mm. day. And that's I think, it. Yeah. And I think one, as, as you said, uh, there's one thing I want to finish off on is uh, one we're saying that, you know, we we all have our own way of working and everything. Um, and I think that's fine. But for your process there at wedding, what we do, Peter, most of the time, because generally when we shoot a wedding, there's four of us that go out. So we've got photography and video, two photographers, two videographers. So what I tend to do is because we don't have the time to back up before we all leave, because by the time we're finished, we all want to just go home. Okay. Yeah. So we don't want to sit and wait while a card's being backed up and that type of thing. So what I now, what I tend to do now is I will take, um, because all of the cameras that we use, photography and video, they're all two card slots. Everything's backed up. We'll take out one set of cards. I'll give them to one of the team that person will take all those cards home with them okay and then i'll take one set of cards and i know that i'll be backing those up so i know that when i've left a wedding although they've not been backed up on portable drives anywhere at that stage of actually leaving that wedding i know that i'm not the only one that's got all of those cards and i'm the only one that's got the images they have actually gone off in a different direction as well yeah. somewhere and mm. and i find that for me that's like real peace of mind i think that's yeah. that that works that works really well for me because i'm always paranoid that that one person has got all of the images and has gone away with them because you don't know what what can happen you know yeah so, exactly yeah i mean, I mean there's lots of different ways of uh, mm. 
you know there's lots of different ways ensuring that everybody gets get gets um yeah access to i mean i used files yeah i used to have that dji co-pilot when i was using it before i'd have it on you know i'd, I'd leave the wedding and i plug it in while i'm driving it's backing up yeah and uh mm. I, you know and then i think i'd take another card out and then when i was driving then i'd get lost with it i think oh no which card did i back up it was it was, yeah. it was those sort of things it's easily done yeah. okay yeah. you do have a system you know yeah um, but do you know how do you know how you You'd know which card you backed up and, and what I haven't. No, but you change, sure you you change the name of the bloody <laughs> right. folder. That's right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it, again, it all shows we all do something. We all do it differently. And somebody go, oh, no, I would never do that. Or this, I'll show you a much better way of doing it. You know, just find a system, as Peter, as yeah. you said, that works for you. But it's also it's got to be an efficient process as well and a reliable yeah. process as well. Yeah. And yeah. my thing is to do with keeping it simple, but making sure that you're not opening yourself up to something else potentially going wrong. And I think they're the biggest thing so yeah. absolutely you know, good yeah stuff. And i mean and that's all tech is really is you know tech should at its very core it should um empower us not mm. hinder us right mm. you know? mm. yes absolutely absolutely exactly. excellent stuff right then so thanks again peter for, for dropping by um it's always it's always an interesting conversation, and um, I, I wasn't expecting you to have to referee between me and Cam for a bit there, but uh, <laughs> but you know it's all good, it's all good, um, and uh, we, we look forward to having you having you pop round again. That'd be lovely um, because I mean there's so many other tech things that we'd lo love to talk to you about. I mean we haven't even touched AI, which oh I think gosh. is a whole nother bar or a whole nother thing which we would like to have a chat with you in the future. But um, yes, I think we'll say goodbye. Uh, thanks everyone for listening, Cam. I think you want to say something about the socials yes guys thank you again for listening please subscribe and like um we're always on we're on the main podcast outlets uh, uh apple itunes uh spotify all of those and we're also youtube don't forget our patreon channel as well um five star reviews please they're really yes. important nothing less is acceptable um <laughs> but uh, we're here to support you as photographers that are working out there or just doing as a hobby as an interest and uh please keep on listening and supporting and we will see you in the next episode. Thank you Bye guys. For now. Thank you. Bye for now guys.